Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com. You can follow me over at Sean Rossat. You can follow us at Fightful Online. This show is brought to you ad-read free by FightfulSelect.com. It is our premium service. This might be your first time checking out Fightful.com. We have all kinds of breaking news over at Fightful.com, absolutely free. Head over there, FightfulWrestling.com. Click our exclusives tab. We broke the news of Ronda Rousey training to be a pro wrestler. We've had dozens, if not hundreds, of interviews. We do several podcasts a week, including post-Raw, post-SmackDown, the flagship Wednesday List and Your Boy podcast, and, of course, after every WWE and UFC pay-per-view. We have FightfulSelect.com as well. It's some premium content, retro reviews, NXT, Ring of Honor, Being the Elite reviews, a lot of cool content at FightfulSelect.com where you all can check us out, support us a little bit, FightfulSelect.com. I am joined by Alex Pawlowski. You all can see him on the post-Raw podcast. He's also going to join me on this week's post-Smackdown podcast as Jeff Hawkins is out of town. Alex, it's been a wild weekend. NXT TakeOver was a blast. Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor was a chore to physically watch. Not like it was a terrible show. It was just difficult to get the streaming service to work. Uh, I have podcasts on both of those and UFC 223 up at FightfulPods.com. How are you feeling right now? I'm drained, man. Like it's a long damn day of wrestling. And I didn't even I didn't even I didn't even watch Supercard of Honor this morning like I figured like you did. So like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Cause that was a long show too. I hear like five hours or something, like something ridiculously long. Like five hours and anyway. forty minutes, including oh, the pre-show that I didn't god. take in. Oh my god. Yeah, this is this is it's a it's a it's a lot to get through. Like, you know, like that's a, that's a lot of wrestling. Yeah. Last plug of the week or the last plug of the show, guys. I had a ton of interviews this week from Bruce Pritchard to Eva Lee's to Stevie Ray to uh, James Lynch's interview with Becky Lynch's boyfriend, Luke Sanders, uh, Bobby Cruz of Ring of Honor. I had uh, Joey Janela stuff up, Sanjay Dutt. 
Uh, Wikipedia fact check with Frankie Kazarian, where we go through his Wikipedia page. Check out all that. Uh, Gangrel as well. I have just a a billion different interviews over at Fightful.com right now. But let's get into it. It's time for WrestleMania 34 talk. If you all don't mind, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe. All that stuff really helps. I have my match ratings up at Fightful.com right now. Go check them out. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Matt Hardy is your victor. No surprise entrance in this one, Alex. Nobody got an entrance. Like I yeah, thought, nobody got an entrance at all. But there are no entrants, right? No, no surprise entrants either, right? But I, but last uh, last year, everybody walked down that ridiculously long ramp, um, and they all walked to the ring, and they were being announced as they were doing it. I'm assuming they all walked down to the ring at some point during this, but we didn't see that happen. I would figured that the last one who was going to be introduced was going to be like a returning big cast, a returning somebody or a surprise nxt guy not well, lots of guys cleared right now jeff hardy's cleared uh, a lot big of guys cleared yeah a lot of guys could have been in the match but weren't and so it was a lot of middling tag teams getting eliminated one by one um although there was one guy who we found out later was a total hero because he he looked one way in this match and a completely different way later <laughs> yeah, we will definitely talk about that in a bit. Goldust dabbed and he's wearing polka dots. I wonder what kind of fool is going to tell him how disrespectful that is to his own father. Like, Because, I mean, that always happens. Like when Cody would do it, people would be like, oh, disrespectful. Your dad didn't like those. And yeah. Cody would have to be like, you don't – you think I might know my dad a little better than you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, hey, there was a surprise return. Our truth who hasn't been on TV wasn't, in months. Wasn't a surprise. It was announced yesterday. Right, but yes. it was Elias, who yes. wasn't in the match. Wasn't in the match. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we hadn't seen... I mean, it was, it was a surprise return, but it was a return. Uh, and he was unceremoniously dumped out by his former tag partner that they were feuding back in July. Yeah, they did something reason. like that. They did yeah. something like that. Speaking of former tag team partners, we had a bit of continuity as Mojo Raleigh eliminates Zack Ryder while he was going for a broski boot. We got a yeah. commercial right smack dab in the middle of this, and a lot of people said, well, why are there commercials? Well, I don't know why there was a commercial in the middle of this match, but I know why there were commercials on the pre-show. It airs on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, it airs on the on the WWE Network, and it airs on the USA Network. So it's part of their push. WWE production is trash in this per usual. Kane starts tossing fools out. He eliminated about a half dozen guys, and Corbin sends him packing. Matt Hardy's about to be eliminated by Mojo and Baron Corbin, and I I like that it was these three in there because you had two former winners of this as the last three. Now, that being said, it took us about 74 Dolph Ziggler skinning the cat tease spots and him frantically holding onto the ropes before we got there. But, you know, I was I was okay with this. I don't particularly feel one way or another about a Mojo or a Baron Corbin. But if you're going to play this up and it's going to be pointless, go ahead and make it seem like there's some degree of uh, skill that it takes to get that far in this match. Yeah, no, this is that, – that's fine. There, were, there weren't a lot of other options. Like last year, Killian Dane was the NXT guy who was in there, and he looked great. Um, so they didn't bring up, you know, not that I want him to come up to the main roster, but they didn't bring up like Lars Sullivan, let him chuck dudes over the top rope. They didn't do anything like that. It was just, like I said, a bunch of middling tag teams getting eliminated one by one. And then finally you come down to the end where I honestly thought they're they're just going to have Kane win this thing, aren't they? 
because you know really who cares it'll be his it'll it might be his last mania so they give him a send off that way we, but, I, that's what i wanted them to do with mark henry so many times they just don't yeah. seem interested in doing that however yeah. the finish was used to advance a storyline so for yeah. that i am grateful uh <laughs> matt hardy's about to be eliminated but bray wyatt shows up tosses out mojo and let me tell you that was one goddamn impressive end of days to yeah. bray wyatt from baron corbin hats yeah. off to both of those guys for making that happen. Wyatt helped Hardy win. It was a little confusing though, because I didn't know if like Bray Wyatt was an entrant until they rang the bell. Right. That was a weird thing. Like they like once, once there was just um, Matt and, and Bray in there, I thought Bray was going to like hop over the top rope and eliminate himself. But it turns out he didn't need to, because he wasn't technically in the match, but that was really confusing when they rang the bell. I was like, is he supposed to be invisible? Like, can the timekeeper not see him? Because honestly, who knows with the Matt Hardy thing? But uh, this is the best possible way to uh, route to take with this stupid, meaningless battle royal. Because now you have Matt Hardy doing backstage interviews where he's talking to the ghost of Andre the Giant who's trapped inside the trophy. Did you catch that? Because that's going to be a lot of fun for a couple of months. With Bray Wyatt there also trying to talk to him. I think that's going to be fun. Of course, we'll have a lot of these questions answered on the Raw After Mania and our Raw After Mania podcast, but Jeff Jeff is cleared. He yeah. said it in the Hall of Fame the other night. Yeah, he did. And he's like, I'm just cleared, waiting on something creative. That's when I knew that he was not in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal yeah. because Jeff isn't with it enough to <laughs> fake something like that. Because he would, if he were in this match, he would have been like, yeah, you guys are going to see me Sunday in that battle <laughs> royal, I guess. That's what he would do. This match went about 1545. I don't understand. Why not have the cruisers in this match just to do it? I, I, because? Because they're not allowed. Basic, Very basic stuff. Speaking of the cruisers, WWE Cruiserweight Championship Tournament Final. Cedric Alexander defeated Mustafa Ali to become Cruiserweight Champion. I loved Mustafa Ali's uh, gear. However, I did not love the goddamn zooms every time they hit the ropes because these are cruiserweights and they hit the ropes a lot yes yeah uh no you you can't do that i did love that there is a a lot of people uh, our boss included who think that mustafa ali needs to lose the ring gear he looks like damn power ranger and i don't like it and i love that that he's heard that and he said i'm gonna double down on that shit because well, i would have loved if, if after i would have loved if after Xavier Woods later played the trombone and did the Dragon Zord call that Mustafa Ali answered it. Would have showed up. That'd be good. Yes, um, but this this uh, this this was re- this was as good as could have been in twelve minutes, which is what they gave them. These guys could have torn the house down if they had given cl- been given close to twenty, but they weren't going to be given that. So they told a lot of story in this match, especially if you've been paying attention to two hundred five live and these guys' relationship. Um, I was really, really impressed by them. They, they got 20, 12 minutes and 20 seconds. That yeah, that's right. Right on the dot. Uh, this will be my shot at WWE commentary. It makes me eternally sad to hear Vic Joseph on this show because he knows that Vince McMahon is actually paying attention to it. <laughs> so on this show, he has to hit us with all the, oh, yeah. that's a bummer. Because we don't get that all the time on 205 Live. We see some some great standard cruiserweight uh, action early on. Cedric hits a Topek on Hilo. And then one of the biggest back body drops I've ever seen. 
Mm. There is these this Spanish fly spot that I didn't like because Cedric physically landed on Mustafa Ali, popped up, and rolled away. Right. I was like, man, you should have just went, just take the two count there. Why not just fall down, and take yeah. the two count? Ali, however, one up Cedric with a top rope version four two. Really good spike run and a tornado DDT for Ali connect. Then an imploding four fifty, but Cedric gets his foot on the ropes. I like that he didn't kick out. Yep. Just got his foot on the ropes. I yep. like that a lot. I loved it, and I love that Mustafa's reaction was much the same way uh, that Cedric reacted when he got a two-count off a huge move against Kota Ibushi in the Cruiserweight Classic. Like He's like, that's my best shot. I got nothing. I don't know how I'm going to put this guy away. And as we, we saw, like Mustafa lost his composure, um, and, and he basically said, you're going to have to kill me to put me down. And and Cedric had to do it. And after the Lombard check and the and the and the three, I love that immediately they went into the embrace. Like these guys are brothers. Like they've been they've been at it since the inception of two hundred five live. It's amazing that these two guys and not some you know guy they pulled in off of NXT or 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 a return like Rey Mysterio or whatever. It's amazing they trusted these two guys, two two hundred five lifers. To be here at, at, at Mania, it means a lot to the division, and uh, Cedric's going to be a great champ. Um, I'm really happy they didn't go with a full heel turn for either of them, because that would have been cheap. So Cedric hits the lumbar check after Ali missed another imploding 450. They slugged it out a little bit. Pretty solid match. However, this wasn't a lot more. This this is what I would expect from a 205 Live main event, as opposed to a WrestleMania Cruiserweight Championship match, and I thought they oversold the heart versus soul thing a little bit, especially for the time that they were given. Had this been a few minutes later into the match, mm-hmm. I would have bought that a little bit more. But a solid match, nonetheless. Any other uh, thoughts you have to add to that? No, it, it was one of those things where it, I, I always wonder when I, we see things like this is is how much more did they say, we want to do this and this and this, and whoever's agenting the match said, slow down, kids. You're second on the pre-show. Let's not blow out the crowd. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But it always feels like, because I've seen these guys do a lot more, like you said, on 205 Live main events. It's at the end of the night, and they know they have 25 minutes to fill. Let's do it. So I felt like it was a little different tonight, but I still thought that they told a great story. Um, There's a lot of places they can go with just this relationship on 205 Live, not even counting all the great contenders they have there. The new 205 Live going through the rest of 2018, I'm really interested to see where it goes. I mentioned to you all last night I was going to try to find out about who was the agent for the or the producer rather for the NXT ladder match I had that info posted on FightfulSelect.com early for subscribers but I'll go ahead and tell you all now I found out it was Shawn Michaels and Michael Hayes if you want a guy to set up a ladder match for you Shawn Michaels is a pretty good bet I'll have more on that on this week's uh, Fightful Wrestling Weekly drops on Fridays check it out WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, Naomi wins, last eliminating Bailey. Paige is out for commentary along with Beth Phoenix and says, hopefully next year to being in the match. And that, man, that was sad. Yeah, it was. That was, that was a bummer. You know, it's a shame there wasn't enough time on this show for a Sasha Bailey singles match. I guess they couldn't fit it in between 35 minutes talking uh, at the beginning of the show. Well, they, they did the thing with the, they were talking about. Like, if if this really is an extended commercial, 
for WrestleMania, they have to promo all the big matches that you're not going to get to see on the USA Network. So it's it's a it's a drag that they did that, especially because of the way this women's uh, royal this Williams Battle Royal turned out. Like you got down to the two we wanted to see, and you didn't give them anything to do. So lots of NXT names in this: Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai, Peyton Royce, Tanera Conti, Kyrie Sane. Kavita DeV because they want those YouTube views, my man. Yeah, they do. They want them. They're going to get them if they put her in that <laughs> thumbnail. They're, they're hitting 7 million easy. Mm-hmm. No Billy Kay. She's only wrestled tag matches since like November, which, yeah, it's a bummer. But Kavita has more upside than gender based on YouTube views <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> uh, Carmella, Dana Brooke both get eliminated early. Awkward start to this match. Just really weird. Like, very. Everybody ganged up on Carmella, then Dana Brooke, and then just everybody stands around and stares at one another. And yeah. I was like, "Did you miss a cue? What happened?" And of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna be texting people nonstop trying to get info on all these situations that we talk about tonight. And I'll hit you all with info on the post Raw and SmackDown pods. But my God, this was just really, really weird. Uh, it becomes NXT versus main roster. Tanera and Kavita are garbage. Yep. Garbage. Tanera makes Bianca wait like 20 seconds on the top rope while she does his hip throw. She's a judo girl. And she like covers the person that Bianca is hitting with the 450. And even then Bianca had to wait for a while. Like it was a thing like where you were talking about, I think it was yesterday or one of these times where you were talking about if if you're, uh, it, was, it was the um, uh, Bailey Sonya Deville match from like last week or whatever. We were like, if their shoulders are down, they teach you the first day. The sh- you report shut <laughs> down, cover him. And Tanera Conti just all of a sudden had a brain fart and was like, oh, shoulders down. I got to cover. And she went Randy it. Savage in the 93 Rumble when he tried to pin Yokozuna and got p- pushed over the top rope. Some of these girls just shouldn't be in here when you have people like Nikki Cross on the payroll. Yeah, I don't know. I think like, like Tanera Conti is from Brazil. So that's there are a lot of people who live in Brazil. I mean, maybe they're mm-hmm. trying to get the YouTube clicks on Brazil. But – um. I was watching it going like, oh man, gosh, I really want to see Bianca Belair like versus so many people when she gets a little bit more matched under her belt because she's out here doing 450 splashes like they're nothing. Yeah. Like they're nothing. And I'm like, okay, I'm sold. Sh- sh- like figure out how to tell a story and get on get on my TV wrestling singles matches against major players. I want to see it. I love the Riot Squad elimination of Conti. They just kicked the shit out of her in the face. Dakota Kai has to wait around for her spot to be eliminated because people won't get out of the way of the corner. She uh, tries to boot it, throws it over, gets thrown over the top. Becky Lynch eliminated. Didn't even make it to the final seven. Man, I don't even know what they're. What? I don't know what they're doing with her. She's so talented and she's so over with the crowd. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. She's more over than the people we want to be over, so we got to keep her down. Guess where we're going to see that later in the match in this tonight? You got to say this is the best showing I've seen out of Riot Squad since they they've come to the yeah. main roster. They they had a really good showing. You're at a better showing than Absolution, but that's saying like you're the yeah. It's like saying like which turd in the toilet in this match is less offensive. This was right. real bad, real yeah. bad. Not good. I love the elimination uh, where Peyton went for a Hurricane Rana and Sarah Logan was hanging upside down. They kicked her off. That was great. Natalia, for some reason, taunts in the middle of the match. 
This is something that I've called out on the SmackDown post show often. Like, why does she do this in the middle of the ring? This week, she did it on the outside of the ring. And I said, hot dog, that makes a lot more sense. Didn't make sense here. Shit's so dumb, she got eliminated. Becky and Sasha team up, eliminate the riot, riot squad. Then Becky eliminates Sasha. But Naomi just chilling outside, taking a nap. I don't even remember what happened, why she was out. She was the only one who was outside at any point. Well, she, it was- yeah, she had been out there as far back as when Becky Lynch was eliminated, where Becky placed like eighth. So that's how far she yeah, was chilling outside. Just hanging out. No, under the rope horse shit is cheap. They did that in the Royal Rumble so much. And I <laughs> thought it hurt those women a lot. This yeah. match finishes in just under 10 minutes. This was not good. It could be good, but they had too many ingredients that didn't belong there, and it was poorly, poorly booked. I mean, you know, like, Becky and Sasha cost each other. We saw that coming. Bailey. Bailey. Or, yeah. Bailey and um, Sasha cost each other. We saw that coming. I, I, I did enjoy uh, Bailey going for the, the handshake and immediately turning on Sasha because she wasn't going to give Sasha the same, chance to do the same thing to her. I liked that. However, as an alternative, how about Naomi was eliminated a while ago and it's just the two of them and you give them two minutes, not ten, not five, two, to actually show what they can do in a sprint before one of them gets the advantage and tosses the other one. And we go, ooh, that's a preview of where we're going to go. Instead, you have this weird thing of Bailey, um, like looking at the refs like, no, no, Naomi's not in here. I'm pouting. And that does not help anybody in any way. It just doesn't work. And then, of course, how does Naomi eliminate her? By using, she calls that the rear view, which is the dumbest move in wrestling. I, uh, I wish it had been better. I, I, I had high hopes for this, and it was not good. Something that was better was the WWE Intercontinental Championship match. Seth Rollins becomes a Grand Slam champion by defeating The Miz and Finn Balor. Miz sends The Miz Tourage to the back. We get uh, Finn Balor's new gear, rainbow-inspired. We have... Uh, what did you think of Seth Rollins' entrance? I mean... Listen, last year he set the whole damn arena on fire. And this time he comes out and he's like a, a White Walker or something from Game of Thrones. Um, okay, fine. But I feel like you can't have somebody screaming, burn it down during your ring, at your, your entrance music, if you're going to be ice themed. It's weird. Um, uh, nah, okay. I, I, I thought it was. Listen, everyone who's clamoring for the demon, like. I think I think we could go get back to that at some later point in some feud that means something. But I thought it was a really great touch that Finn Balor is like, yeah, I'm gonna. This is this is this is. I want to include everyone. Balor Club for everyone. And he yeah. put his money where his mouth is. And he said, "This is what I'm gonna do." Bravo, you know, because there's we need more inclusion in, in in wrestling. There's precious little of it sometimes. So they keep showing John Cena at ringside. And God, I wish I remember who tweeted this because it killed me, Alex. Mm-hmm. Because they said that they expected Charlie Caruso to go up to John Cena after the Balor entrance to be like, Mr. Cena, what do you think about the gays? <laughs> <laughs> Just to bring more attention to it. Cena, yeah. you see what we're doing here? You see what we're doing here? It's a PR thing. We got to have you comment on it. Yeah. Please. I'm digging it. Whatever. Not the Cena thing, the, the Balor thing. Good for yeah. him. 
Yeah. Tope Conhilo for Balor. People are going to watch this back in 20 years and be even more annoyed that we are, that John Cena was all over this. Yep. Uh, these I guys. I, I, I don't know. I was pretty damn annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these guys played the hits, and that's not a bad thing. Rollins does the Jay Lethal suicide dives where he goes one end uh, over the other. Sells the hell out of a DDT from The Miz. He and uh, Balor trade sling blades. There, One day, there is going to be a match between these two. And it's just going to, there's going to be some sort of psycho counter series out of this. And that's something they haven't tapped yet. They yeah. still have like four or five really fire matches. Yeah. Oh, no. There, there's there's a lot they can do with this. Uh, I'm still waiting for my um, sling blade countered by a sling blade. Like, I don't even know how it would work, but I think it would be so cool if they could figure out how to do it. Like, you know, where they're running at each other, they do people do the uh, double cross body and they lay there. Yeah. Like, I want that, but with two sling blades. I got to figure out how it would work. It would be great. Myself and Anna Bauer did a alternate commentary on Hogan Warrior, and that was a terrible match in retrospect, oh, yeah. except for their double clothesline. That is the double clothesline forever imitated it's there true. i don't think there has been one better they both hit that and i was like man that would have finished any other guy on that roster but they both went down uh <clears throat> i think they can do something that cool and special Miz locks on a figure four on Balor, but rollins comes off the top on the Miz with the frog splash the derby production does a replay and then they cut it <laughs> as he reaches his <laughs> oh here like here's what here's half of his move Corey Graves says, watch this impact. And it cuts out. It's like, well, you'll have to imagine that impact. That's what he said. Like, that's- imagine this impact. Yes. <laughs> I really uh, like the story they keep telling about Seth Rollins going for the buckle bomb outside the ring on yes. Balor because that's what hurt Balor. Yep. yep. Sling blade hits for, for Balor and that dumb front drop kick he does outside the ring. But back inside, he and Rollins get into a freaking kick fight. Hmm. 1916. Then we get another callback to Balor Rollins with a small package at, in the Falcon Arrow attempt. And then Miz hits a skull-crushing finale for two. I thought that was it. Me too. I thought that was the finish. Uh, yep. Another big skull-crushing finale from, I think, the second rope as yeah. all three are up there on Rollins. But then we uh, see a coup de gras break that up. Another hits on Miz, but then Rollins curb stomps Balor. Gets the win. Here's a fun stat for you. Seth Rollins has won a WrestleMania match at every WrestleMania he has performed at. Sure. Five out of five. He did lose to uh, Randy Orton once upon a time, but cashed in later that night. It's kind of a unique streak to have. Yeah, it is. Um, this this match was great. Uh, I particularly loved, because I don't know where they're going with it. I mean, I think I know where they're going with it, but I don't know yet. This whole Miz being the honorable guy now that he's a dad. Like him deliberately sending the Miztourage away and t- I'm gonna do this on my own because I mean like I'm I'm assuming this is what he said, because it's what my daughter would want. Like I I, I want that for him so much and didn't cheat. He didn't cheat in this match. Like he he took it and he looked great. Like he was doing stuff and you know, he he's a really underrated worker. Um, especially when he doesn't have to rely on like, you know. I'm going to get a thumb to the eye here, or my, my buddies are going to come in and distract you. Like he did some really great stuff in there that, that thing off the top rope, the silver from the top off the second rope or whatever. That was great. Uh, I love the finish of the, uh, uh, <laughs> the curb stomp to Finn onto Miz. I've had a curb stomp to yeah. Miz. Like that was good. I liked, I liked all that. 
Um, I love I loved the perfect timing of the coup de gras to break up the pin. Like if 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 Balor had jumped a, just a hair of a second later, that three counts happening. Like the guy would yeah. have to he'd have to pull his he'd have to pull his hand. Like that that was so so well timed. I, I really really enjoyed this. I agree. There's a lot of stuff you can do here with this with with Seth Rollins. As your IC champ, you could have stuff with the Miz. You could have stuff with with Balor. There's a whole lot of people on Raw that he could he could feud with, and we have this soup shake coming up. So, you know, yeah, I, w- I would expect Balor to move, and hopefully, based on their performance tonight, uh, the Good Brothers go with him. There definitely needs to be some major tag team just upheavals yep. going on. Just uh, virtually everybody. You can't say everybody because you just have the same. Crosses right, different right. brands, but a major change needs to happen. As I said, 15 and a half minutes these guys get. WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte defeated Asuka to retain her championship. Match went about 13 minutes. Asuka's streak is now over. Now, I wonder whose WWE documentary we're going to see Charlotte's footage in in about 10 years because it's revealed that they portrayed her uh, Spartans. I need to find out who that was because this was a bit of a callback to Charlotte a few years ago in the Triple H entrance. And uh, yeah, his uh, WrestleMania entrance along with Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks. Thought that was a really good callback. They also paid homage to Ric Flair. Asuka got really bad graphics. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. But this match was a banger. I like this. And considering there were originally no real plans to even bring Asuka up to the main roster. The fact that she did after Triple H had to ask to keep her because once Vince McMahon got a glimpse of her, he wanted her up. And then Triple H said, okay, maybe let me hang on to her for a little bit. If you're taking all these people who weren't ready yet, like the Apollo Cruises and the Dana Brooks and even the Nia Jaxes of the world, he wanted to keep Asuka, but here she is in a championship match at Mania. I think it really hurts the match when a couple of great wrestlers have a really good series of holds, counters, reversals, and then the first strike lands and every announcer in unison doesn't call it. They just scream, oh, uh-huh. I think that's that's a bummer. Charlotte moonsaults into a, an Oscar triangle choke, but it's turned into a Boston Crab. I thought that Boston Crab looked good. It was a great counter out of that. It looked major league. Of course, we get the uh, hardest part of the ring comment, but then Asuka superplexes Charlotte off the ring apron to the floor. That was a good spot. But then the one that surprised me particularly, Charlotte did a goddamned Spanish fly. Yep. That was, I didn't see that one coming. No, no. Uh, that's the thing that happened. That was out of, out of, out of the blue. Um, uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where I was like, wow. I, I, it's it's so unexpected for Charlotte to do it that it works, but it's usually one of those moves that if you're doing a show, you figure out who's doing the moves and go, okay, one of you can't do it. Cause, cause you know, like it's a much smoother, much more high flying thing to, when Mustafa Ali does it to Cedric Alexander than this, which for a, for a split second, I was like, holy crap, Oscar's going to die. She didn't look like she was fully rotating there for a second. In in the in the in the replay and slow motion, it looked a lot better. But at, in the moment when Charlotte's feet were coming out from under her on this on the top rope, yeah, I, I was, was like, Oh no, this is not going to end well. I'm glad that it did. It looked it looked good in retrospect, and they moved on through the rest of the match. You know, 
So this was actually, this was what we all wanted it to be until the finish in my mind. Asuka applies an octopus stretch after a natural selection and kicks her way out of a figure four and tries to apply an Asuka lock that almost gets her pinned. A big spear from Charlotte, and then Asuka taps the figure eight. Alex, your thoughts? Okay. My first thought was, oh, my God, Vince pulled the trigger. Because I, I, as soon as Asuka won the Royal Rumble, I was like, oh, she's going to challenge Charlotte. And then Vince is going to put Charlotte over her because it's Charlotte Flair, who he has instructed all of his announcers to call the greatest women's wrestler of all time. So to prove that, he will have her end the streak of the actual probable greatest women's wrestler of all time. Um, I saw it coming. I didn't see it this way. Like having having Asuka tap out, voluntarily ending her own streak um, to a half-hearted, like halfway figure eight, because as they said, oh, on, on uh, Charlotte's bad arm, she can't fully bridge. So she was only bridging with one arm. So it wasn't it wasn't a full figure eight. And she still tapped out to it. And then my my the worst part of this whole thing is to have her is to have is to give Asuka a mic and have her put over Charlotte so shamelessly as the best ever and all this thing. It it felt hollow and it just it just it just it felt like they were putting over Charlotte so much. It felt unnecessary. It doesn't like, help when Oscar screams everything. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it, it just it felt very unnatural. It was like, hey, you're, uh, you're doing the job, and afterwards, say these words. You know, like it just it didn't. Uh, it was it was disappointing. I, I always I always kind of thought Charlotte was going to be the one to break it. I didn't think it was going to be tonight, yeah. and I didn't think it was going to be like this. I think Charlotte's scream star from in the ring to her entrance, the way she carries herself. There's a little bit of promo work that can be done, but I think that she does scream star. And I, I would expect her to be headlining WrestleMania next year against Ronda Rousey. I fully, fully expect that. Sure. The unfortunate thing is we see how a crowd reacts when they know what the main event is going to be a year out. Yeah. And especially when they think they know the finish, even though they don't, I mean, right. if you remember, not a lot of people were even into Brock versus Undertaker. Not not because it was – well, it was a terrible match. It was a horrible match. But right. everybody knew Undertaker was going to win. Then he didn't. Mm-hmm. Then the reactions came. Right. <clears throat> After this – and I, I really enjoyed those 13 minutes. I thought this might have been – might have been the second best match on the show, honestly. But a ref comes out and yells at Cena, who runs backstage. <clears throat> Hilarious right. to watch him run. Right. However, I think they really could have done this at the end of the U.S. title match, given the time, yeah, or just swap this. They because, really could have. And then you have a gender Mahal have a reason to attack John Cena in the future. Sure. When you get your your Vince McMahon fantasy of John Cena versus Gender Mahal, because why wouldn't Gender Mahal be upset? Yeah, this, Cena yeah. would have taken his WrestleMania moment from him. This ridiculous thing of John Cena's in the crowd, and oh my god. He's he's there. He said he was going to be there as a fan, and he's there as a fan. He's sitting there. They show like reaction shots to big spots in the cruiserweight match, which I appreciate you putting over my boys, John. But what are you doing there? We all know the Undertaker showing up. You're going to have your damn match. Yeah, but John Cena didn't look like he just saw a Spanish fly off the top rope. He looked like he was pleasantly surprised that he got thirty four extra dollars on his tax return. 
That's true. Like he wasn't like stoked or anything. Like, oh no. my god. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. Um, you could have done this whenever you wanted, but instead you did it, which I don't think you did it deliberately, because I don't think they do that. I think they're just tone deaf. You don't steal the thunder of what might have been the greatest singles women's match in Mania history. Like, even if I don't like the finish, that match was outstanding, and you had the streak ended of Asuka, and you put over Charlotte as the best ever, and you had both of them react in separate shots to John Cena, crazy John Cena running up the ramp. This whole show is about him, didn't you know? And it just, it sucks. But if you had done it at the end of the, of the U.S. title match, it wouldn't have felt like that. It just felt like it was John Cena going like, the men are the men are doing stuff now, ladies. It just, it felt like that. I'm sorry that I'm a SJW, whatever. It felt oh, like God. that to me. Yeah, I, it, it felt like that to me too. And they, did, they didn't need to do that. It wasn't anything like too terrible. But I feel like that bit of spontaneity could have been at the end of the U.S. title match. That way... You could reference that later on. Yeah. I just love that this particular ref, what must have that been like? Like Undertaker shows up, like he's there and he's like, hey, you go find Cena and tell him I'm here and I want a match. And he's like, oh, okay. And he runs well, down let's, like, like. Let's talk about this United States Championship match because the highlight was a guy who wasn't even in it. Aiden yeah. English came out. Yep. He had been eliminated first from the Battle Royal. He got a haircut. Shaved his damn head. And I looked at that and I was like, did did he have hair earlier? Because I'm pretty sure he did. He did. That's brilliant. Yeah. There was once upon a time I worked on a show and when people had to work double duty and the mask that they would have to be under later exposed the chin, there were talks of guys shaving mm-hmm. their beard to like really play it up because they're not going to be back until the next month in that town. So they could, they could play it up however they wanted. Aiden English went all the way, but he wasn't portraying like a second guy. No. He was just being himself. Yeah. Phenomenal. This is the thing. Is that you're, you're watching like Aiden English's long had uh, hairline troubles. Um, mm-hmm. And he said, all right, let's do it. Let's go for it. Um, and he looked great. He didn't have like a weird misshapen head. The beard really helps. Like he looked fine. There was nothing wrong with it. Which is why we're which is what we've been saying to Baron Corbin for years, like, hey, hey, buddy, maybe, maybe you could try the shaved head thing and see what that looks like. This is what and, I get for having four bald guys as podcast co-hosts, <laughs> I guess. Oh, jeez. Oh, come on, come on, Sean, I- accept it. You know, like just one time, give it, give it. Hey, nah. when, you, when you cut your hair, when you when you when you donate it, donate it all, donate the whole Not thing. Happening. <laughs> Not happening. This match is about eight minutes, some solid work, but uh, it is mainly the guys playing the hits with way less downtime. Yep. This is much better than Rude versus Orton would have been, but it was still mediocre. It was just less downtime in between these moves. Huge Rusev Day chance, but Singh allows Jinder Mahal to hit Colossus on Rusev for the win. And as I mentioned, the Cena thing, I really, really wish it would have happened here because – Cena versus Jinder Mahal is a match they could put on pay-per-view for the U.S. title. And the way that I think John Cena is going, I think that him getting beaten by Jinder Mahal could really have him questioning himself. But we'll get back to that later. What do you think of this U.S. title match? It was fine. We, we got to see the RKO's and Rude's there. And 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 Rusev is hugely over. He's who who was the guy, the coach? 
They are who we thought they were. Yeah, exactly. Den- Dennis Green from the, uh, the Arizona Dennis. Cardinals. Yeah. Um, everybody, yes, everyone is who they thought they were. And we let them off the hook. That's what he says at the end of that tirade and that famous tirade at the end of that game. Let them off the hook. Um, we can't keep letting these guys off the hook. Um, Rusev is our chosen one. We love him. We want him to have all of the things. And having the guy who we hate. He's got Lana. Well, okay, yes, I understand. We're talking. He's doing all right for himself. He's doing okay. But having Jinder go over Rusev in this four-way is is the biggest, is the, it's the unkindest cut of all, as Shakespeare once wrote, and I tweeted tonight. It, 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 it's decisions it's, it's like this, specifically. Not that Orton hits him with an RKO and Rude steals the pin. Letting Jinder get it by a stupid Singh brother inter- uh, distraction, the way he ruined our lives for a damn year, as far as that goes, was the same entr- end of all those matches that he had. It just makes it feel like they're trolling us. And it 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 feels ugly to like to to love a thing as much as we love watching wrestling and to feel like we know how much you love this. We're gonna give you the opposite of what you love because we can. That's what these particular decisions feel like to me and to a lot of other people. And and it and it sucks because listen, why why if you put Rusev in this match as as a reward because he's selling all of this merch and everyone is hugely over and you knew you were going to get Rusev Day chance throughout the entire night if you didn't put him in something, great. But you put him in this match just to let him take the pin? God, that sucks. Little odd. Little odd to me. Sucks. There's a Fashion Police and Mick Foley segment. It's a Snickers commercial. Cool. Cute. Cute. Hall of Famers come out. Kid Rock didn't show up. Goldberg <laughs> suit definitely going to have some burn holes in it. That's all I got there. Uh, yeah. However, I have a lot more for Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle defeating Stephanie McMahon and Triple H. 20 minutes, 40 seconds is the time. Once we saw Stephanie and Triple H coming out with the motorcycles, we knew the score. We knew no American Badass Undertaker, despite the the crowd or the audience. I mean, every poll I've seen wanted it it's just so great to see angle back at this at doing this on this stage and soaking it up encouraging the you suck chance he wanted them Mm. ronda rousey comes out wearing piper inspired gear and she was in incredible shape uh looked really really good stephanie got heat early on by taking a few cheap shots at rousey and kurt holding back ronda i thought did very very well Solid work from Triple H and Angle with Stephanie being a real shit heel. Triple H uses his signature spine buster and we see shades of last year's WrestleMania when Triple H almost hit Stephanie. And uh, Stephanie replies by pulling Rousey off the apron. The first really bit of contact we saw and Rousey looked good doing it. She looked good taking the bump. I love it. it I Because I, uh, I re-watched... All of the DIY stuff leading up to Ciampa and Gargano. So I saw a lot of revival. And that's one of their favorite things is to have the guy who's not in the match run around, pull the dude who's waiting for the tag off off the apron at just the right moment. I was like, ah. So Stephanie's been doing her research yes. and watched the best eel tag team in, in, in uh, the biz. Um, this, well, a lot of other cool. people are going to get some praise. Stephanie was fantastic in this match. She did great. 
She was unbelievable in this match. Yeah. So Rousey gets the tag and goes nuts. She does this clothesline that she rolls through. That was real good. Yeah. This spot, I don't know what it is. I got to slow it down and break it down where (laughs) her and Stephanie, I feel like there was almost a miscommunication, but Rousey was so quick to pull it up. And did a belly to back, like almost, it almost looked like a Lars Sullivan's finish, the freak accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something I'm sure she's worked in in judo. She does her throw that she's been doing to women who have not bumped a lot in their life, right. where it's a fall away suplex and they take it on their face. And Stephanie took it. But what I thought was the best was Ronda Rousey's punches in the corner. Now, wow. if you've ever watched Ronda Rousey hit pads, you know she can hit pads. It's when she gets in the ring with a real striker, that, that's, the, that's the problem. However, Stephanie McMahon is one hell of a punching bag. And she sold a body punch better than anybody I've seen sell a body shot in wrestling this year, except for Dan Severn uh, at Bloodsport last week. That's yeah. it. Dan, and I'm not sure Dan Severn sold it. I think Dan Severn got hit with it. Uh, this was phenomenal. I, I winced when I saw Stephanie drop down like that. Unbelievable stuff. What did you think of that first flurry from Ronda Rousey and the way that Stephanie reacted to it? Well, this was all built perfectly to her hot tag. And that was the hottest of hot tags. That hot tag was hot. Like that when she came in, uh, like a proverbial house of fire, and she that ridiculous roll through clothesline, uh, all that stuff, the, the suplexes. Then, yeah, the flurry in the corner with the punches. I was watching somebody tweeted, somebody needs to get Ronda Rousey to teach Shane McMahon how to do that. The uh, funny thing is Shane trains with Phil Nurse, one of the yeah. best striking coaches around. <laughs> I know. And it can be hard to, to switch that up. Yeah. Like you hear the old joke of Ricky Morton. He he'll, he'll tell people, "Listen guys, I want you to just ball up your fist and punch me in the face with it cuz your working <laughs> punches hurt like hell." <laughs> so maybe Shane's afraid of potatoing people because we've heard in the past yeah. yes, about how people will sock him back. Yeah. Um but no, th- those punches were great. That that final one to the gut, that was a- excellent. Uh Steph sold it. Listen, this whole thing I I thought to myself, was was about ready to end like four or five times. And every time something happened to continue the match, and I was happy that it did because this this match was so much fun to watch. Like I did, did not expect that at all. Match of the night in my estimation. Yeah, I mean, I, something, I, something was the most fun to watch. I will absolutely say that. I had a ton of fun watching this match. Stephanie fights out of a Rousey armbar, takes me a little bit out of it. She got the elbow past the crotch, which you have to do, and then you get it out. <clears throat> Held onto the hand. You can tell she's been working, like legitimately learning armbar escapes for this. It's a nice DDT as well. Yeah. Rousey does her Samoan drop. I'm sure she has a different name for it. She holds her opponent a little bit different. Production missed the entire move. You had one That's thing right. to focus on. Yeah. They're so worried about getting the face shot that they miss right. what is actually happening. I think they thought she was going to drop straight back, like which is what normally you do She's in a similar drop. She's done the move before, yeah. Right, exactly. But she didn't do that. She takes it, and the person's up here, and she swings them over to the side. She did almost, of, It was almost like Murphy's yeah. Law. Yeah, it, well, it was almost like that. So um, I think they weren't, whoever it was, wasn't expecting her to do it that way. 
anyway, uh, it looked cool. It's a different kind of a Samoan drop, the swing to the side. I like that. Um, she, she just tossed Steph all over the place in that sequence. Like I was, it was at this point that I tweeted out, Hey, all of you doubters, I got bad news for you. Ronda Rousey's going to be just fine. Oh yeah. Like this is her first match. Like think about what you could do if she continues training. And I want to see your face. D'Angelo Williams. (laughs) The two of the best debut matches I've ever seen in my life, man. Yeah, my God, uh, <laughs> Triple H gets some heat. Yeah, Alex, Alex, I just want to say, yeah, heat when he yanks Ronda Rousey, and I mean yanks her face first outside the ring after Rousey's like, "Hey, I'm kind of busy beating up your wife." <laughs> that was that was wonderful. That's a little bit better than "I loved you," which we'll talk about later. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Rousey wants to fight Triple H after he throws Kurt Angle all like over some tables. And the ref's like, no, 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 you can't do that. Triple H was fantastic. Yeah. He he's just like, backed the ref up and he's like, hey, listen, I sign your checks. <laughs> so you're going to just chill over here. You're going <laughs> to shut your goddamn mouth. And the ref goes, yeah, okay. Yeah. And as it turns out, New Orleans is super into domestic abuse, so this was great. And Ronda Rousey pieced up Triple H. <laughs> I love the part of Corey Graves playing uh, Triple H's Edmund Tverdian. If you all don't know who Edmund Tverdian is, he was Ronda Rousey's MMA coach, and he was a damn terrible one. He made her think she was a world-class boxer, and he had the corner audio where he's screaming, Punches! Punches! Head movement! Head movement! Well, Corey Graves is in commentary saying, Cover up! Cover up! (laughs) Triple H being surprised at at, at Ronda Rousey's fury was just phenomenal. Punches! (laughs) It was great. It looked like he was fighting off a swarm of bees. He this, was just like just just doing this back into the corner. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Great. This was one great entertaining spot after another. And just when I thought it went too long, they did something that pulled me right back in. Exactly. Rousey picked up Triple H. Uh, roll through to pick up. The roll through to pick up. That thing was sick. I wanted, Damn. I wanted her to hit that move on him so bad. Steph took too long to get in the ring to break it up. And and that was a good heat spot for her, too. Steph pulls him off. Rousey gives chase, but gets posted. Triple H and Angle do battle in the ring. Uh, Triple H manages to get out of an Olympic slam. He puts uh, Stephanie in an ankle lock, but ends up getting pedigree. And here comes Rousey breaking it up. Yeah, that was good timing on her part, too. Oh, just really, really good. You know, you hear things like that, and you hear Kurt Angle saying, she's really good, she's a natural. And you think, well, is that just a part of of her, of, of the hype. Is that yeah. a part of the hype? And you you hear that about, quite frankly, her and a lot of her friends. You hear, they're naturals, they're naturals, they're naturals. And I'm like, all right, is it blowing smoke? Well, I can tell you, I've seen, we know what Shayna Baszler is. I've seen Jessamine work, and now I've seen Ronda work. And I'm like, well, let's just pull out anybody they've ever trained with. Let's just, anybody we can find that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, that... 
she lived up to the hype. Oh. Not only that, Alex, she blew that hype out of the water. Oh, they yeah. didn't hype it enough. They didn't. I think here's the thing. I, I think you don't you don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. Like this is something that they need to work on a lot, but they didn't do it with this thing. They promised just the right amount for because we're thinking, okay, she can't be as good as they're saying she is. But they didn't they didn't tell us how good she actually was. You know, like like and here's the thing. Like there, there's a very po- big possibility. Uh, a lot of people would have would have been great doing that in 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 workouts, in training, but got out in front of that whole thing and just froze or missed a spot and then gotten hard on themselves or whatever. Like if that ever happened, we didn't see it. We didn't see it. Like she she went through this whole thing and she looked like a million bucks. And I'm 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 what I'm I. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because this was her first match and she, it was absolutely worked to her strengths. So I don't think she should have a program starting tomorrow yeah. with Asuka or anything, but I'm cautiously optimistic to see where this, where this woman can be in a year, two years, three years from now, if she decides I want to do this full time, the smile on her face coming down the ramp and the, the, the her level of commitment to the craft while she was doing it and her smile afterwards tells me she loves doing this and wants to continue doing it. But we'll see. By the way, they have another friend with MMA experience who happens to be engaged to Roderick Strong. Right. Damn. So uh, I have a lot of people comparing Rousey to Baszler saying she's better than Baszler. Let's pump the brakes on that. This was a tag team match with two of the all-time great workers in, in the business. So let's let's slow down before we do that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Uh, Shayna Baszler has been doing catch wrestling for a significant part of her life. So right. a lot of this came a lot more natural to they her. Weren't, they weren't asking Rhonda to do any of the things they've been asking Shayna Baszler to do sure. and vice versa, you know? So we'll, we'll be able to compare them a little bit more after Rhonda's had more than one match, let's say. So <laughs> Rousey countered a power or pedigree into a hurricane Rana and went to apply an arm bar, but Stephanie, 
uh, came up from behind and put on a rear naked choke. Stephanie reverses it, puts on an arm bar while Angle has the uh, ankle lock on. Then Triple, I, I thought that was it. I thought it was it. Then Triple H sends Angle into Rousey. Yeah. But the in stereo pedigrees are reversed again. Stephanie is begging. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh. She was magnificent. She was so good in this role. Her her just annoying, horrible voice. Yeah. Screaming. Please yeah. don't do it. Please don't do it. Oh. You know, we often talk about Stephanie getting her comeuppance, and it comes rarely, but boy, the oh. uppance was was a plenty right here. <laughs> the uppance a came. Because yes. that that was uh that was cathartic. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it really was because you 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 watch her just be awful to so many people, regardless of their gender. But when she's terrible just to 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 their male wrestlers, you I don't want to see them slap her or force kiss her like they used to do in the eighties or nineties. I don't want to see any of that crap. But I still want her to get some kind of comeuppance. And this was just perfect. Like when 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 Rousey slipped her guard and was able to get underneath it and posted and got. Um, I was like, okay, like this is it, and and she made us wait for it. Like Rousey was just there, like ready to do it, and made and made Steph beg and made us wait to see it. It was perfect. It was perfectly done. I'm I, I don't know what the future holds for any of this because so often Stephanie and Triple H just disappear after WrestleMania angles. They're just gone yeah. forever. But this could lead to something really cool if you that that she could be. I mean, this is way too far really to say this, but but if Stephanie McMahon ever had her own Stone Cold, like Ronda Rousey could be that it's a thing. solid one, yeah. You know, match of the night in my estimation. Good times. I'm I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow on SmackDown or, or Raw, rather. Speaking of SmackDown, though. SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Just under six minutes, Bludgeon Brothers defeat New Day and the Usos to become new Tag Team Champions. It's been a long time coming for these two guys in particular, Harper and Rowan. WWE has been high on them for a very long time, but they just couldn't stay healthy at the same time. And when they could, Bray Wyatt couldn't. So in that sense, I'm happy for them. A little bummed Usos get under six minutes in their WrestleMania main card debut. Also, New Day with pancake-themed little people. That was so off-putting. Like One of them looked a lot like Will Osprey, by the way. <laughs> like, eerily. But it wasn't. I'd like it was to not. exclusively. It was not Will Osprey. However... I, Where I we thought, need to, why'd you give that away? That could have been on Fightful Select. <laughs> I I saw this and I said, is it is it 2018? Like it it felt like that terrible Survivor series where Doink versus Jerry Lawler and they all had little people as their as their partners. Like and, the 15 Dinks or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah it, it was weird. It it it, it didn't feel r- right. And they could have been kids or just, I don't know, people. But it 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 felt like we were that they were being used as props, and I I, I just don't I think we're past that I, I I do I just think we're past that um whatever I mean it was it was fine this was the only time that I thought those graphics the little three D things like looked good and worked like with the giant pancakes and everything I thought that was fine for the new day 
Um, now, as far as this 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 whole setup goes, here's the way that I feel like I, to best describe it. I am fine with establishing Harper and Rowan as these unbeatable monsters in the tag division, and then you have the other teams chase them when they have the titles, and then you build to this cathartic moment when they finally get beaten. But that's you don't start the story at Mania. You finish the story at Mania. Like, starting it here, kind of, they've been around for months. You could have been leading up to this. They could have had a match at Fastlane or whenever it was before where they took the titles off of the Usos, and then you had the Usos of New Day chase them until they got to this point. This match was basically a four-on-two. Like, I don't think the New Day and the Usos got put any offense against each other ever. It was just they were. Kobe had that trouble in paradise early, but but yeah, he did. That was that was it. And after that, it was just them trying to get one over on the big guys and being able to do it. They took their best shots. They got out of all their all their all their best moves, and it was just it was just putting over the Bludgeon Brothers as being these unbeatable monsters. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do it now. You know. Yeah, I'll hold off making a judgment on this because I'm I'm okay with WrestleMania starting storylines and. I'll talk about that uh, at I will, length later as well, too. I'm, 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 I am on general principle, yes. It feels really rotten to do it to the Usos and New Day now, considering the New Day didn't have a match last year. The Usos weren't even on the damn main card. And they had the best 2017, like... Uh, like oh, they had, they had unbelievable matches. That yeah. should have been the culmination tonight. Those guys looking amazing and doing amazing stuff together. So to shortchange them, I felt it just felt like a letdown for those guys. I felt bad for them. Well, the Bludgeons uh, beat everybody's ass, including Xavier Woods. He gets power bombed into the ring post. Action's very fast, very furious, really good for what it was. Uso splash and Harper doesn't win the match, so super kicks get handed out. Rowan stops a double suicide dive, but then eats a double suplex. And I hereby nominate Eric Rowan for WrestleMania MVP for stopping a Tower of Doom spot. (laughs) Instead, he opted to give one of the best release powerbombs I have ever seen in my life. Man, that was stinky and nasty and filthy. Whoo, boy, that was good. It's followed up by a super bomb by Harper. Good match, short match. I'm happy for the Bludgeon Brothers because they've never had a tag team title run. Ever. And they they needed one. Yeah. Alex, I'm going to let you talk us through this John Cena Elias segment. <laughs> um <laughs> so John Cena comes out do 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 um and he comes down to the ring and he's really, really excited because he's gonna have his match that he's been wanting forever with the Undertaker. And then this ref comes out. I can't remember if it was the same ref as the one before, but the ref comes out and he, said, and, and he basically seems to be informing John, oh, sorry, we lied. The Undertaker's not here after all, <laughs> which is just weird. And John's really upset, and so he just leaves. He's walking up the ramp, and he's you know saying sorry to all the fans, and then the lights go out. And we're like, oh, is it the Undertaker? Is he here? And then we hear, and it's actually Elias. Elias walks out and he says, oh, were you expecting someone else? (laughs) Yeah, Rey Mysterio. (laughs) 
That's what that's what somebody told me a while ago. It was actually going to be Mysterio. Yeah, hot dog. How'd that work out? Yeah. Get your news at Fightful.com, you guys. So, it all ended predictably. Elias sang a song. Cena kicked his ass. <clears throat> Cena goes to leave, and Undertaker's hat, coat, and gloves are in the ring. And Alex, this is something you picked up on. Yep. That nobody, and I mean, and nobody in wrestling media picked up on. The hat, yeah. the gloves, and you know, we, we thought that could maybe be a catalyst for an American badass type of thing. But he wasn't wearing those things at Raw 25 when he showed up. And that was also something that you put you picked up on. And this was a storyline. It, it was a plugging of a hole. The lightning striking, all that stuff. Yeah. That feels good to have something that you've referenced repeatedly on the podcast. Yeah. WWE canon. No, no, it, it does feel very good. Uh, I I did think that that the um, the hat and the gloves and the, and the coat uh, being left in the ring meant the end of the dead man. He wasn't going to be that anymore. He came out wearing some kind of ministry of darkness kind of the hood thing for raw 25 and i thought at that point oh that that means that he's not that anymore he can't be the the dead man with the the you know the the zombie cowboy he's not that anymore um and we all thought that meant oh now american badass is going to be here because then we'll have kid rock will come out and play him out to the ring and sing american badass and that all went out the window to me when uh triple h and stephanie mcmahon made their entrances on giant uh, motorcycles. I said, there's no way they're doing two motorcycle entrances for two different people in two different matches. So that was out the window. But I loved their, like, you, John Cena looks back into the ring. There's there's the hat and the gloves and the coat. And the spotlight, spotlight goes out. Spotlight comes back on. They've, they're have they gone. They've, they've, they've been taken out. And then we see Undertaker at the top of the ramp and he's wearing them because he can, he can, he, his his essence is contained within the clothes, as uh, as much as I can tell, and so uh, I I really liked that. I thought it was a good touch, and you're right, it did plug that hole. And I'm I'm little, little do most people know that the Undertaker actually accepted this challenge three weeks ago. He just started his entrance immediately afterwards and got there just in time. Yep. Undertaker gets to the ring and he squashes Cena. A Cena who bumped about a half an hour early on a big boot. But Taker goes through all of his offense until Cena reverses a choke slam. I think uh, Taker took one good bump here. It was that belly-to-back suplex. But I will say that as far as moving around in the ring, he was moving around pretty good. Pretty good. Taker uh, had a choke slam reversed, but then sits up and scares Cena. Choke slam, tombstone, squash, Cena's reaction to the sit-up was gold. gold. I love that. This is what your boy predicted a squash match. Now, the match, what, what can you say about it? Cena bumped early. Other than that, it was a squash match. Uh-huh. Two minutes, 46 seconds. I will not complain about a technically unadvertised Undertaker squash match. I've advocated those for years on WrestleMania. However, I'm really, really hoping this leads to a John Cena who is fearful that he has lost it because I love that he brought up how many times in a row he has lost and he is getting up there at age and he's been bringing that up. And so that's commentary. 
And I hope that he has to use maybe some nefarious tactics that he didn't once have. Maybe he becomes concerned that he won't be able to break that record. He won't be able to break that 17 title record. And that could be a WrestleMania moment for him. I, I don't know. I think there's a way where Cena's getting the best reactions of his career right now. Uh, well, since he's been a main event guy, in my estimation, some of the best in the last probably 12, 13 years recently. Mm-hmm. I'm more interested in the angle this sets up. John Cena isn't hurt a tad by this. He's bulletproof. Yeah, he's totally bulletproof. Somebody tweeted this. Uh, I, I took off uh, on it that we've, we're, we're in a world now where John Cena's gimmick is is guy who shows up, books himself into big matches, and then loses them. Like this is this is an alternate timeline, like in Back to the Future Two, where like it's alternate nineteen eighty five, where Michael Michael J. Fox's house is lived in by different people. It's in a different tangent. You have to like go back in time. Biff Tannen is living live in a giant casino. You got to figure out how to change this because this is doesn't make a lot of sense. But my prediction for where this goes from here is um, is uh, not prediction, but I mean it's a possibility. They, they love – listen, it's the 35th anniversary of WrestleMania next year. It's in New York, New York, their their home state or whatever, uh, their area. Uh, I feel like this is the kind of thing, the kind of event that they would use to build up a match, a huge match, like way in advance. And it seems like this is the kind of – this is not the match that John Cena wanted – he didn't want to be squashed in two minutes and 40 seconds. So him coming out and saying, Undertaker, I want one more shot and doing whatever he can to prove that he deserves it until the dead man says, fine, I'll give you your shot next year at Mania on one condition, you put up your career. And we get a career versus career Undertaker versus Cena match booked like nine, ten months in advance and saying this is for everything, both of these guys. I mean – you could do that because it's it's conceivable that Cena might leave, that he might have like all these things that he can do. He'd be a, he would no longer come back and ever wrestle full time anymore because he has all these movies and stuff. So you could do that. It just feels like next year's Mania is is the kind of Mania where they will have they won't be booking matches at the pay per view before. They'll be doing it way in advance. They could they could build if, up to. If John Cena ever wanted a rematch, it's not because he got squashed. It's because Undertaker. He bagged him on the pin. <laughs> That's true. The disrespect. <laughs> Cena, the man is a, the man is a legend. How do you do that to him? Uh, don't do him like that, Taker. Don't do him yeah, like that. It's like when those great balls of fire posters came out and there was like oh. <laughs> flaming nutsack in Tazawa's face. <laughs> Come yeah. on, guys. I'm trying to keep it professional in this podcast, and you all aren't letting me. Yeah. Mm. Let me ask you this. Does does Undertaker pop up on like greatest Royal rumble or European tour and do some like one minute squash matches. People going to complain about choke slam tombstone tombstone undertaker. No, they're there for the entrance. It's true. And he's done the match now. So it's not like you have to hide that. Yeah. Sure. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon defeated Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. If Owens and Zayn win, they will be rehired to SmackDown. <clears throat> Daniel Bryan entrance showcases how big the yes moment movement was. And it is just, it didn't even seem real that he was back, Alex. No. It, it seemed like, 
It, it just didn't seem real. And it's, it's a huge shot in the arm. It's, it's, it, it feels weird to have this, this match be this culmination of this incredibly long storyline that was mostly about Sammy and KO and Shane and Daniel Bryan being there kind of on the periphery and him now, it now being his story because it's his first match back. I will, I will, I will believe that he is back back when he's having matches on SmackDown every week. Mm-hmm. Like, like that to me, like that's, that's right now. It just feels like, Oh great. He had this one match and now he's retired again. Like in my brain, that's what it feels like. I don't, I can't accept that it's like Daniel Bryan back as full-time Daniel Bryan. And he may not. He may only like work sporadically. Like well, we got to see how he reacts to this too physically. Exactly. We don't know. We don't know, but but he he sure he sure looked great in this match. He really did. Uh Kevin Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn attack from behind and get Brian with a haluva kick and a powerbomb to the apron and Brian is taken out. I thought this actually took away from the match. Because Daniel Bryan didn't need to be taken out. We knew he was coming back. We all knew he was coming back. And for several minutes, Shane gets punched in the diverticulitis. Whatever. Can you get diverticulitis from being powerbombed onto things? Like, how how do you get it? Isn't it like a bacterial Being so full of shit that the shit then infects your colon. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical doctor. That will surprise many of you. So it's possible that it's possible that what happened was the power bomb onto the really hard thing that made him go ooh, 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 that that like impacted his bowel, which then caused him to block up, which then gave him a diverticulitis. But they say he got diverticulitis from being power bombed. Like I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. And like if I go to WebMD, I can just figure that out. Like I wish they wouldn't lie to me. I feel like sometimes I get diverticulitis by watching SmackDown. So. <laughs> There's so many dumbass camera cuts. Shane is landing strikes. They don't look good, but his flying back elbow always has. I picked up that move when I when I would work in the ring because I would see like him and I think Draws hit it had a good one too. And I just love that flying back elbow. And Shane did a good one. However, I love him using Steve Blackman's finish, the pump kick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is full circle. <laughs> Shane McMahon using the finish of a guy he once jumped. 400 stories down on two. Right. That was kind of cool. Shane McMahon gets coast to coast on Zane, but Owens hits a bullfrog splash, and Daniel Bryan makes the save. He is a house of fire. All of his spots, the backflip, the drop kicks, the missile drop kick, and one of the goddamnedest super Frankensteiners ever. Sami Zayn, in particular, made this entire match about Daniel Bryan once he was in there and went above and beyond to show everybody, hey, guys, the Daniel Bryan that you loved is back. Yeah. I can't say enough about that, especially on Zane's part. Owens did his part too, but Zane was the one kind of paired off with Brian often. Yeah, this was interesting. It, I, I thought when they were doing what they were doing that um, they had realized that they had booked Shane as this awful human being for months and expected us to cheer him because he's partnered with Daniel Bryan. And they were like, oh, crap, that's not going to work. Uh, oh, I know what we'll do. We'll have them knock Brian out of the match. And then we'll have Shane get his just desserts being destroyed by these two other guys until Daniel makes the save. And then we can cheer for him. Um, that wasn't exactly how it worked out, but it's effectively, it was just 
Shane trying not to be diverticulitis to death um, <laughs> uh, until until Brian well, came in. Can overcome it, and maybe he can main event WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. Yeah, it's possible. You know, who knows? So uh, Owens holds Brian's leg, and a haluva kick can't finish Daniel Bryan off. Owens then super kicks Shane into the barricade. Pop-up powerbomb, good for two on Brian. Yes kicks, big knee. Yes, lock on Zayn gets the win. Brian kisses Bree after the match, which goes 15 and a half minutes. It was it was good. I'll say it was good. Mm-hmm. Was it outstanding, amazing? I don't think it was, but no. it was I'll often compare it to matches that we see throughout the year. This was a backlash main event. Sure. Quality, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It was okay. Yeah. But the thing is, it's and this has happened a lot at WrestleMania this year, especially. It's more about the angle than it is about the match. We have a lot of questions. What's up with Zayn? What's up with Owens? What's yeah. up with them? Uh, they, yeah, can, can can they just show up on Raw tomorrow and get a contract? You know what I mean? Like can the they? way that they're willing to go with it. Do they pop up on NXT? I mean, here's the thing. Um, would that not be? the greatest like three month angle for them to show up at NXT and just take over the joint until like, Chicago. That would be so great. And you know what? I don't put it past Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to think that's great. I mean, hell so many of the guys they came up with are now in NXT. Yeah. Like they were such good buddies with Adam Cole. Like, like, Hey, can we come and be part of your faction? Cause there's, that sounds like a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff that they can do. There's always raw. Of course. Sure. And they are an act that would fit right in on Raw because they. <laughs> I love the idea of Stephanie um, hiring them to stick it to Shane. Yep. I think that's I think that's a lot of no fun. No intended. Yep. Yeah. I'm just very excited to see what happens with Daniel Bryan next. Does he immediately go main event? Does he work his way back in? How does it work? Yeah. Yeah. Raw Women's Championship. Nia Jax defeated Alexa Bliss to win the championship in about nine minutes. I thought this should be a squash, and boy, Nia squashed Mickey James. She whipped that girl's ass real proper. This real this proper. started out so promising. Yes, it I did. I love the idea of Nia coming in. The first thing she does is say, you've got backup. Out here by the ring. I don't trust her not to get involved, uh, break up a pinfall where she shouldn't, distract me on the ring apron. I'm going to murder her. Mm-hmm. She does. This reminded me of that one time where Braun got a title match against Kevin Owens, who who's who was running with Chris Jericho at the time. So on his way out to the ring to face Kevin Owens, Jericho's on commentary, and he just stops, walks over to Jericho, and just destroys Jericho, and then has the match with Kevin Owens. That's so smart. Like heels, he's here's the thing. Nice not even a heel. She's just this giant person. Um, but but uh it, it makes me root for somebody so much more when they can see far enough ahead to know what the tropes are of wrestling and subvert them. Um, and then I thought, great, now that that's happened, she's going to beat Alexa Bliss in a minute and a half or less, right? Wrong. Because <sighs> Now that she's a babyface, or at least not a heel, she has to fight from underneath. And that's stupid. 
It they do with their monster ba- their monster baby faces, Alex. They humanize them. But like, cause oh, what? How? How will blank ever be able to overcome blank? I hate it. It's over and over and over again. Like, it's fine if you want to use it occasionally, and with some people, it works great. Johnny Gargano, it would work great with him. It would work great with a lot of people. It doesn't necessarily Johnny Gargano work. ain't twice the size of his opponents. Right, exactly. Coming from a famous family. Exactly. So, uh, Nia beats the living shit out of Alexa too. Hair whips and a press slam. Nia tries to leave but gets runned into. Alexa works over Jack. Does a pretty cool stomp with the age of the ropes. Twisted bliss to the outside on Nia. Beautiful execution. Amazing move. Blaine or Bliss feigns regret and DDT's Nia, but Nia Jax's kickout was lazy, as was some of her offense here. She was just like Alexa was doing all the work on a lot of this offense. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't great. But it this match should have been like it was. It was nine minutes long. You say it was eight minutes too long. Yes, it was. Uh, the Alabama slam on from Nia looked really good. That looked good. Yeah. What do you make of her screaming, I loved you? Listen, um, I don't know if that, that could have meant, could very easily have meant, you're my, you were my best friend and I loved you. It could mean something else. If it is, I'm all for it, so long as they do it right. Do I have any confidence that they will do it anywhere close to right? No, I do not. I am very scared of what this could mean. However... I am cautiously optimistic because that is a very interesting, nuanced story that is available to be told. Again, do I think that they will actually tell it in a nuanced way? No, I do not. And that is my qualm with this. Don't think that's the way they're going, considering the world knows that Alexa is engaged to Buddy Murphy and they already went the... The Braun oh, Strowman oh, way. This is the thing that, that, that right, this whole thing. It doesn't have to be requited. It doesn't have to be requited. It could be this other thing, like, like I loved you and you never knew. And I, oh, I was yeah, too scared. Yeah, you're I right. Too, you're right. I was too scared to tell you. And and I thought I thought And you reaffirmed my fears by the shit that you said subsequently. Right. right. Of course. All, that this whole thing. That's that's there to tell. That's a story that, that would be really interesting. But I don't think they're gonna do it that way. <laughs> To you because I don't no. well a super Samoan drop wins it and that looked really good it okay. was it was an okay match but I think that Nia's got some work to do on her work underwhelming is the term that I would use to explain the AJ Styles Shinsuke Nakamura match it mm-hmm. went over 20 minutes and it didn't feel like it for better or for worse I don't like it didn't feel like it was 20 minutes but that's because not because it was so good that it went by so quick because I don't think it ever really got out of second gear. Another, I, I sound like a broken record. It was more about the angle than about the match. And that angle is that Nakamura was clearly play, paying homage to the great Kali with those pants. That was what was going on. Uh, <laughs> Nina Strauss plays Nakamura to the ring. They always give him the star treatment. I wonder if that changes, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Yep. Styles opens with a big knee to the face. A great way to open the match, I thought, was to have yeah. Styles hit the knee to face that he had been taunted with slower pace than I expected. Nakamura cracked styles off the second rope with a big kick and taunts styles gets a sliding forearm. That's more like a body press because he got so horizontal on it. 
Nakamura counters a phenomenal forearm with a landslide. And then Styles goes after the knee with a great kick, or as Graves called it, targeting the MCL, which I didn't know you could do. I've never seen somebody target that with a kick, but hey. Calf Crusher gets reversed into a triangle, and Graves did a really good job mentioning that Nakamura's legs may be too damaged to lock it in. And of all things that this gets reversed into, AJ Styles does the snowplow from Al Snow. Yeah. They didn't call it that, but that's what it was. That's what it was. It was a snowplow. Phenomenal forearm connects. Nakamura kicks out at 2.9. Nakamura goes to the back of the head with knees after stopping a Styles 450. Then uh, Styles counters the Kinshasa with a Styles clash and wins. Far from a dream match. This was a SmackDown main event in October. Yep. Yeah, it was weird. What did you think of the in-ring? It was it was good. It was good. I, I I have terrible flashbacks to the awful I thought they were awful. Um Nakamura versus Bobby Roode matches in NXT where Roode would work the left knee for it felt like hours. And then finally Nakamura would come back and hit all of his offense with the same left knee that had been worked on for hours. Now, in those matches, Rude would eventually cheat and, and win. But he also – that same thing happened when when Nakamura was overcoming and beating Samoa Joe over and over and over again. Well, technically, Nakamura won this match at one point. Right. It's, it's true. Um, botched count. Yeah, botched count. Um, but I, 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 I don't like that that's a thing. And I was like – I had so much, so much higher hopes for this match to be this major thing because it was billed as a dream match. Um and it wasn't. Um, it was fine. Um, but I also feel like everyone thought this was going to be like something out of Wrestle Kingdom. Like 45 minutes, near falls, and just craziness. People do with dives and all this crap. I'm like, I, I, I honestly, do you feel like Vince is like, sure, guys, go out there and do that before we're going to do this coronation ceremony for Roman that we all thought it was going to be. Yeah, before. sure I do. They, they used to do friggin' ladder matches and stuff. Right, but but it... but it, it, I mean, the, the Tokyo Dome match was about three and a half minutes longer than this. Right. That's it. It right. was 24 minutes, I think 18 seconds, something like that. And the thing is, that was the co-main of that show. Okada Tanahashi right. went on after that. So, I mean, there's no reason you can't do that if what happens after that is good. Now... Given the direction they went with this, there, there's a reason they didn't. Right. Honestly, when I look at what closed the show, if you're talking about sending people home happy, Ronda Rousey should have closed that show. They didn't. Why? I don't think they knew. Not know. They did not know. Uh, and also, I think they may have thought that they sent fans home happy, but there was no fan, like no We're, fan, like really wanted that. We'll too much. we'll talk about it. They. Yes, we will. They screwed themselves over so much with that main event. Anyway, this was fine, and I liked a lot of the things that happened in it. And yes, I love the snowplow. I will say this: that <laughs> what, during uh, when I was playing like No Mercy and WrestleMania 2000 yeah. on my N64, the snowplow was the finisher I always gave to my to my creative well, critic character. What to be honest with you, Al Snow had a pretty good move set on those games too. Yeah, so. he did. He would have the moonsaults, but he would still have like power bombs and suplexes. Yeah, good. He had the tiger uh, suplex. That was a good that was, that was a good one. Um, so yeah. Steph, okay. Good. Okay. 
but it wasn't it wasn't anything that I thought like oh this brought the house down it was it was it was good it was good um the angle they worked afterwards made me really excited and then really sad I know you're 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 a little worried that they might do like the foreign heel thing typical foreign heel but Nakamura punched Styles right in his community we got a heel turn yeah knee to the face yeah. I really love that Nakamura is just the guy who delivers all the trolling but cannot take it. He cannot yeah. take any of it. He can dish it. He can't take it, and it's yeah. it's really good. I'm into that. However, we got to see what direction this goes. Yep. Does he try to cut promos as a heel? Does he get a manager? What, what way does it go? Does he just – a dick backstage. Yeah, I I just I love the idea of him j- refusing to talk, it just 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 murdering dudes with knees and 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 he's, smiling he's or wherever. The toilet with the the lid up so poo particles go everywhere. Like, what is he? How how will they differentiate the heel work? I get the feeling we're going to see a lot stiffer work out of him. Yeah, um, I I think that the 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 what's great about him, what he can do. Is that all you all you gotta do is tweak what he does already and he's a heel. And a good heel. And a good heel too. And it could be great. I just don't want them to be like, oh, you know, that dastardly Japanese fellow, uh uh Shinsuke Nakamura. Like I don't want him to become uh I guess forget this guy's name. The dude with all the um with all the tattoos all over his face and his body that fought that brought Bret Hart's Hakushi. Hakushi but brought Bret Hart's he- head out of a bag for no reason at all. I don't want him to turn into that. And Hakushi was good, not on WWF like the character, but man, he was a good wrestler. He was a great wrestler, but the character was character was duty. Um, uh, I I I, I think that that's still what Vince McMahon thinks the Japanese yeah should be in his in his Fed. And I I please don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Also, I wanted to point out we didn't talk about it. uh, A lot of respect to Shelton Benjamin. He lost his father last night and still good WrestleMania in the Battle Royal. So. Uh, my condolences to him. Here we go. <clears throat> Braun Strowman and Nicholas defeated the bar to become tag team champions. The bar had a great Mardi Gras float entrance, which Braun destroyed. Yep. And ironically, this was what Braun, what got Braun over tearing stuff up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Braun says that his teammate will be a fan. One of you, or one of you, or one of you. He picks a kid named Nicholas. Initial reaction. One of the dumbest goddamn things I've ever seen in wrestling from an adult perspective. Right. There are kids all over the place that think this is the coolest thing ever. They think they can be yeah. world tag team champion. This is going to get on the, it's going to get on yahoo.com. It's going to get on a lot of mm-hmm. public things. However, when WWE wants to get a guy over and they get over a little too much and they, it's not the guy they want to get over, teddy bear treatment. Mm-hmm. Braun's getting the teddy bear treatment. In the match, he does his choke slam to Cesaro, beaten down by them a little bit. They do the Quebecers old finish, mm-hmm. which considering Pierre Ouellette's <laughs> ascension this week at Joey Janela spring break, kind of cool. Uh, I will say... I was here for Nicholas's hot tag offense, <laughs> but WWE didn't give it to me. 
No. The crowd came unglued for Nicholas getting tagged in. So yeah. that was cool. Good for the kid, man. Good for the yeah, kid. Sure. This ain't on the kid. No. I hope that kid walks to the back and he says, hey, Vince, how does my mania payoff work? And I, as I mentioned, I hope that Roman comes out tomorrow and says, I got to focus my attention from one part-time bastard to another part-time bastard. Nicholas, get your ass out here. I was hoping that Ro- that Braun would pick John Bravo or Richard Rodriguez and be like, Roman, I'm still not finished with you. Yeah. I'm going to give you fake steroid accusations. But this... <laughs> Alex... You and I talked about this on our podcast months ago. Yeah. We did the reads. Deals to make you smile. Go to Cricket Wireless where you can get unlimited data for $40 a month. Join Cricket's great big network today. It's it's really... Alex, a- did you know that data access plans start at just $30 a month? You're on fire. <laughs> We're here. We're here. Uh, it's really too bad that Toys R Us is going out of business because he'd be a great spokesman. Oh, son of a bitch, he would. He'd be so and great. The thing is, Braun, I, I hate to cut you off again. Braun is a victim of his own success. He showed the world that he could do these appearances. Did you see his interview with, I can't remember who it was. Uh, I sent it to you the other day. Yeah, Kathy Kelly, whoever yeah. it was. It was phenomenal in it. Yeah, Fantastic great. in it. He's so good at this stuff. So if this gets him over huge with kids, that's awesome. But He's over already mm-hmm. and over to the point to where he was ready to be the company's next Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He was getting millions and millions and millions of views on YouTube. I want to hear what you think about this. Um, it's a blessing and a curse because mm-hmm. I honestly feel like this guy has the potential to be a real crossover star for them. You know, um, especially if you get him like to be like every like think about it. Like if you were 10 years old and you were like. I want Braun's going to be my best friend and we're going to beat up all the bad guys together. Like that's, that's a kid's fantasy. Like that's everything they want. Like I honestly don't like that. That is, that is, (laughs) that is a movie. That's like a damn movie where, um, where this kid's getting bullied and he, he like wishes on a star for someone to come and beat up the bullies for him. And who shows up, but Braun Strowman. Like the bully fairy or something, call it that, and absolutely that'll make hundred million dollars because that is what he'll he'll come up and he'll he'll get he'll give the bullies a swirly. That's what he'll do by gum. That's absolutely a thing, and it would be huge, and the kids would love it. Yeah. And we don't get what we want. We don't get what we want because because he he's, he could be the absolute top guy in this entire industry. He really could. Um, yeah, and 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 they won't do it, and they they want to keep him as. Far away from the main event picture as possible. So how do they do that? They give him the child as his tag team partner. Uh, I've got a lot of people saying, Braun will be fine. He squashed the tag champs. Well, he didn't squash the tag champs. They got some offense on. They beat him up. It was a quick match. That's not the point, guys. We get it. He won the titles by himself. But it's more of (laughs) he would... If they had Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania, I yeah. bet that main event is a lot hotter than Brock oh, Lesnar versus Roman God, Reigns. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is yeah, and, and, and you know what also would have been hotter 
AJ Styles versus Nakamura versus Brock Lesnar. That would sure. have been hotter too. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things they could have done that would and have been maybe yeah. AJ costs Nakamura winning the title, cost both of them. Then you get the the, the wiener kick of doom. Yeah, all, all all kinds of stuff you could do oh, with that. Um, but but what they're doing here is they're <clears throat> they're keeping they're keeping Braun. Um, they're, they're at least they're utilizing him in a way that's going to that's going to get uh, more eyes on him. Get get him. You know, this is the kind of thing that he. This is the kind of thing you can do where he shows up on the Today Show with him and his and his and his partner, and and, and like it'll be really cute. It'll be fun. But it's not it's not for us. It's for a different thing. I wish that he was able to do both. Because I think he can do both. I think he can be a huge crossover star. That then, when he gets in the ring, is this force to be reckoned with? But they're not allowed to do to do that because 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 he got over too big, and so we have to keep him busy. We don't want to take him off TV. God no, he's a star. But we don't also don't want to like muddy the waters around the main event picture. Um, so so you do this. Now my thought is. I mean, I, the only reason you do this with a child is to do the whole teddy bear thing. Because other, I honestly thought when he was going into the crowd, he's going to find somebody holding up a brawn sign. Take the like, yeah, good for you. You'll be my partner. Rip it down, and it's James Ellsworth holding the sign. That like yeah. that's how he gets in because he's he bought a ticket and he's watching the damn show. Like that's or whatever. But if you're if you're going to have him effectively win the tag belts by himself. Then why not just have him face the tag champs by himself the way we all wanted him to when he won that damn tag team hey, battle man. royal? Suzuki, Okada, and Tanahashi were in that crowd. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess he didn't see them. Um, yeah, it, it was okay. So here's the deal. Tomorrow, I guess we have what the authors of pain show up and murder a child on live television to become that would be champion. phenomenal. <laughs> That would be fantastic. Like, I would I, love it. Sorry, because, Nicholas. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't know what the hell is what the hell is Kurt Angle doing back. Do your job, Kurt. You can't have a child win the tag titles on your watch. That's not what you expect. Like, that's not what you said when you're. Hey, Braun has to have a tag partner. I'm pretty sure you didn't expect him to go out and get a kid out of the stands. So I don't know what happens, but th- this, this is going to be a very short tag title reign, I'm assuming. WWE Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman defeated Roman Reigns to retain the title. Paul Heyman pulled the old swervy swerve. I told you people, just because he tweets that doesn't mean that he's leaving with Roman Reigns. He's, he's a swerve machine. He's great uh-huh. at it. He keeps you guessing. Really was hoping Carmella would cash in here. Uh, yeah. This match started how it had to start. German suplexes, Superman punches, and that's what it was the rest Mm -hmm. of the match. Lesnar goes to belly to belly, Roman outside the ring, but Reigns goes face first on the edge of the table. That is not the way that suplexes work. Shortly after, Lesnar is just deadlifting Reigns. Roman tackles Lesnar into tables, then gets a spear for two in the ring. Lesnar did a great high knee to stop another spear. Really, really good stuff. And then five F5s, including one through a table in a row, mm-hmm. kick out. This is awful chance ring out across the arena. It is abundantly clear that in any environment, Roman Reigns is not going to be what this company wants him to be. Mm-hmm. A pivot is necessary. 
He is bleeding heavily. He spears Lesnar, a kick out. One more F5 does it, and Lesnar wins. I told you guys his contract was not up yet. Please listen to you boys at Fightful.com. This match was mediocre in my estimation. It was just... It was a Brock Lesnar match over the last several years. They they couldn't win with this. They couldn't win. They, 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 they there was no way they could. No. no, they couldn't win with this. It just it's, it wasn't it wasn't going to work. Here's the thing that you thought WWE. You thought, oh, here's what we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna make Brock into the worst guy in the world. And so that that means they'll have to cheer Roman. We'll even get Dana White to to, to come out and say that Brock's coming. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna run, he's gonna oh, fight for me. You know what we'll do? We'll get him. We'll get the whole world to know that he gets paid a lot of money, but doesn't have to work that many days. Because <laughs> who would do that? <laughs> who would do that? I'm so you, jealous of that guy. I hate him. I yes. want him to lose. And I want this other guy to win. God damn work. that man's success. <laughs> I mean, he, he so, did. He gave himself legitimate diverticulitis by eating red meat for his entire life <laughs> to be that size. But but God, I, I hate him um, making all that money. I This is fine. The match was fine. Until the spamming of the F5s to me. Fine isn't acceptable for main event of no, WrestleMania. No, no, exactly. That I, I agree. But I'm like, but it was never gonna be for me because because I hate this whole storyline. You know what I mean? Like, so I was I mean, I thought these two guys did good work, fine work, up until you insulted my intelligence because you had protected the F5 against everyone. That it one finishes off everybody, including this behemoth who lifts ambulances for fun. One finishes off everyone. So if you if you tell me that that Reigns kicks out of the first and then goes on to win, I'll, I'll be like, okay, fine. But he kicks out of five, and he's about to win again before he gets hit with a sixth and then loses. My the the, the point of this match where it became like an exercise in absurdity was with the high knee thing to the face countering the spear. And Corey Graves says that knee would have shattered the skull of any other man. God damn it. You guys Reigns's bones aren't denser than other people's like, that's ridiculous. You can say he's resilient and Oh, what heart, because those aren't things that you can quantify. Like there's no way that, that like he's, Really? Like, oh, somebody said, well, you know, he is Samoan, so he's got a really thick skull. Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah, all right, buddy. We've, we've accepted that. But this is the thing. It's like, it's just a weird deal that, like, that, uh, I don't know. You, you, you're, you're trying so hard to make him superhuman. And then, and then you think, ah, we'll swerve them. And they think the whole thing is that Reigns is going to keep on kicking out of stuff until finally he wins. Ah, but instead... We're going to have Brock Lesnar win. And then they'll cheer. Then they'll all cheer. Nope. No, you, 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 you put this on last when nobody wanted to see it go on last. And there was nowhere for it to go. Like it was yeah. like we all, we all assumed Brock was, a, was going to lose. But we didn't really like we, here's the thing that either a guy that we don't like that you're pushing so hard becomes champ. But we accept that because there's the possibility Someone else could become champ. 
because at least we know he'll defend the title every week. Or this guy who has been champ for a year and had a bunch of German suplex spammy matches. Yeah. Like, I, by the way, guys, I did hear the rumors that John Cone's son was Nicholas, and I text somebody in WWE and they said, Yep. Ah, John Cone's son. That's good. That was WrestleMania 34. I thought it was a pretty decent show. Ronda Rousey delivered. That was the highlight of the evening for me. And like you said, Alex, there were some situations they just couldn't win, but that was their fault. They decide who faces one another. They decide who wins and loses. They hear the crowd reactions. And they've got this weird thing where it's like, okay, well, we didn't expect so many of these people to get over. So, but because they're getting these insane reactions, we shouldn't push them accordingly. It's the weirdest ass backwards business model where you don't give the fans what they want. So often they come back and then you're on a grand stage like this and you're showing it off to the world. Like, I mean, tonight we've got damn near a thousand people watching live. Yeah. So I know that WWE had an an insane number of people watching. Sure. I had, you know, and it's funny when I get a dozen messages from people who are casually watching WrestleMania and they'll, they'll say things that you and I say on a weekly basis. Why are they zooming so much? Why are they camera cutting so much? Why do these announce, why are these announcers so bad? Why did this happen? Why did this happen? I don't know. It's just the way that one or two guys like to do things. But I definitely want to thank our viewers for joining us. I want you all to join me tomorrow after raw Tuesday after SmackDown. Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, where you all can join myself and the owner of Fightful.com, Jimmy Van, successful businessman, talks all kinds of shit, usually gets me in trouble. But we are also going to be here for the greatest Royal Rumble on Friday, April 27th, doing a live post show after that. Make sure you guys tune in. But most importantly, visit Fightful.com. We have broken a ton of news at Fightful.com. We have everything from columns to interviews to podcasts. But lots of exclusives. We have satire there. But uh, most importantly, our accuracy is through the roof. We really, really do a good job at that and working to get information that that uh, is responsible and that you all aren't going to be like, oh, what, Rey Mysterio is supposed to face John Cena? No, that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Also, please visit Fightful Select. If you like this podcast, I have several others on Fightful Select. It's a cool way to support Fightful.com. So check out Fightful Select. Just go over there, FightfulSelect.com, see what we have to offer, maybe give it a go. But also, thumbs up and subscribe. Alex, where can they follow you on Twitter? At Pulowski the Fourth. I am at Sean Ross Sapp, and I want to interact with you guys. Hit me up on there. Visit Fightful.com. We got news going crazy. Thank you to Andrew and Pat for covering uh, so much of the news tonight. Thank you for David T's uh, covering WrestleMania 34. I appreciate all of you watching. I appreciate appreciate all of you working for Fightful.com. We're out. 
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.